26 Stone is brought to you by NewAmsterdam.com. Imagine a world where creatives always have a key to the city. Use promo code 26STONE for 26% off your entire order. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. NewAmsterdam.com. Welcome, citizen. I'ma set it straight, straight out the gate. I'm straight 718. You can't eliminate what I emanate. My sound's great, like every Belafonte. I got love like Ariana Grande. Beats and buzz by Andre. Wallet and Neonte on a Friday, like O'Shea. Okay, tell me when you wanna listen. I'm in the kitchen whipping, making sauce for this chicken. It's hot in this position, standing with no air condition. I wrecked the place, demolition. I killed it, no ammunition. My mission to forget my losses and my premonitions. Divorces and bad decisions. The glasses with tunnel vision. I'm a legend in subdivisions. I spark with no ignition. It's boy Flobo, 26 Stones Show, 26 Stone, your favorite podcast based on a unit of measurement. This show is for the the dreamers, the creatives, the action stars, superheroes that have bills to pay. Of course, I'm your host, Flobo Voice, that's B-O-Y-C-E, champion, owner of Flobito.com. That's where you can find me and all my exploits. Uh, actually doing the beginning sketches for a redesign uh, at Flobito.com, so it's going to be some cool things coming up. Down the pipe. I always been teasing it. Make sure you keep checking back. Uh, 2018 is going to be a new chapter for this guy, and I want you guys to be a part of it. So, flowbeetle.com is where to go uh, for all information and, and exploits of what I'm up to. And of course, this podcast, 26 Stone, is always housed there. And of course, you can follow the show at 26 Stone Show um, at Twitter. <laughs> kind of spaced out there. 26 Stone Show or at Twitter. Um, not much going on there, but hey, if you just love to be on Twitter and knowing uh, when exactly new episodes are live, that's what you want to check out. Uh, 26 Stone Show on Twitter. Florito.com is a website. How is everyone doing? I'm recording this the Monday after Thanksgiving 2017. I, for one, uh, celebrated it in Las Vegas, one of my favorite places in the world. It was also my anniversary with my girlfriend. So it became like this combo trip. You know, Thanksgiving's your favorite holiday. Thanksgiving is my least favorite holiday. And that's definitely a compromise that works out. Going to my favorite place on a holiday I despise uh, to do something she likes. So, uh, of course, there was no episode last week. Uh, For that, I apologize. I would have usually done like a little like, hey, guys, no episode this week kind of teaser. Um, But that's okay. We're back. And uh, for the foreseeable future, we're going to keep giving you episodes every each and every single week here on wherever you stream your podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker, um, Google Play. It's all available there. And I want to give a shout out to to the folks in New Amsterdam continuing to uh, advertise for the show. I'm hearing their advertisements all over the podcast landscape. Uh, OK Talk podcast, uh, the True Crime Fan Club, the Karen Ella Letters, uh, the Sleeper Wire Fantasy Football uh, podcast series. All good things. Um, New Amsterdam has their fingerprints on all of those, so props to them. And we're actually expanding that business as we speak. We actually have a team of dedicated professionals willing and able to staff um, most of your orders to make sure you use the promo code 26STONE at 26STONE on your next order. So it's the holiday season. The time for cheer is here. Uh, Christmas is definitely... Um, one, a holiday I celebrate. <laughs> That's important. And two, a holiday I like. 
You know, it's I, I'm not super ecstatic about it, like most people or most Christmas fanatics, but also don't want to be the whole Grinch either, right? It's our responsibility. I felt when I was a kid, Christmas was all about getting your toys. And as an adult, it's your job to spread the cheer with somebody else. So I always tell people, if you're not feeling Christmas, that you're not doing it right, probably share the experience with somebody else. So I'm excited it's here. It's, I don't know, 20 some odd shopping days to the holiday. I think most of my, actually, I got all of my Christmas shopping done, uh, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Because, okay, I have a plan. I'm going to. I'm going to let you in a little secret because only six or seven people listen to this podcast anyway. There is a very short list of, of people that actually get like full-on thoughtful presents from me. Very short. There's like my family, my girlfriend, um, couple, three friends in Los Angeles, uh, one friend in Virginia, and sometimes a, a buddy from high school will get like... I need to get them something, you know? I need to get them something, and I'll agonize. And the thing is, um, if I can be completely honest with you, one of the greatest anxieties I have is that I always feel like I have to be the best host ever. I always have, always feel like um, you have to have a good time. So when I'm trying to figure out what to get you for the holidays, I go absolutely nuts. I go nuts. I go crazy. I try to find the right gift. And I can only do that with so many people a year. It ends up being like six or seven people on my list, right? Because Or eight. Because my brother has one of those December birthdays and he gets real bent out of shape for combo gifts. And so I have to like work that out. Um, but what I've been doing this year is that what happens every Christmas, there's always that one person you weren't expecting to give you something. But they give you something. And I don't mean like a coworker or it could mean a coworker you care about, but like the mailman or like that friend you hung out with twice or something or that buddy you didn't talk to all year. Um, you get a gift and you're just like, oh man, I didn't get you anything. And then you're like caught scrambling trying to find something and it's a holiday. So, you know, you don't want to go too crazy. You don't want to break the bank. You don't want, you don't want to have, you don't want to have a situation where someone gives you a say, a $20 gift card to Starbucks and you're so freaked out that you didn't give anything for them, you overcompensate by dropping a buck on like a Roomba or something. Um, so this is a theory I have. This is, I've been trying out, this is the first time I'm trying it out uh, for people who are not in that cool inner circle of making me rack my brain about it. If you're not on my list of eight or nine, I think it's, a, I think it's actually eight or nine. Um, so if you're not in the LA area, if you're not in the Brooklyn area, not in the Virginia area, most likely it's you guys. <laughs> What I've been doing is I've been having what I call the Christmas drawer. And that is over the course of the past 10 months, when you find like knickknacks or good gifts at like vacation spots or uh, with some friends or on a cruise, um, even if it feels like buying it is out of place, I would purchase that then and there and keep it in a drawer or a closet. Or in our case, it's uh, the, the, the armoire drawer of our apartment. So you actually have an array of gifts that are thoughtful because they were impulse by at the time. They weren't just like random, here's uh, Santa riding a snowmobile. It was actually, um, I won't uh, spoil everything I have, and it's just Christmas drawer, but like, for example, I went to a conference back in August and uh, I won an Amazon Echo Dot. 
I'm not going to use the dot because my girlfriend is paranoid of voice technology. So it's in the Christmas drawer. So if, if you're unlucky enough to get an Echo Dot for me, that's probably where it came from. And now that I say that, I can never use that one. But it's, it's helped me out so much. It's almost like an insurance policy in the worst case. In the best case, an actual bank you can dip into for certain ideas. You know, I have a lot of good things in there, and I think it worked out for the more uh, trinkets and knickknacks or the second and third tier of the, of the friend circle. So definitely recommend um, the Christmas Corner. Now, I'm getting off topic. We're about, what, seven minutes in, and I haven't even uh, touched up or nine minutes in. I haven't even touched up on today's topic. Today's topic is about the holidays, and more specifically, the holiday slowdown. Now, you know what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter if you're living and working in corporate America or if you're a small business owner or you're trying to make that that one deal, that one contract that's going to send your business, your idea, your passion into the stratosphere. And that is the roadblock of the holidays. Now, we all know why we slow down for the holidays. You know, the days are shorter. Everyone's out there like me trying to fill up their Christmas drawers <laughs> and planting their trees. And it's very easy for people of a certain caliber to sit back and go, well, you know, it's kind of tight now. But let's discuss this after the holidays. Let's do it after the holidays. It's New Year's, let's wait. But the obvious problem with that is, is that Thanksgiving is the fourth Thursday in November. Then you have literally 31 shopping days to Christmas. And then you have a week to New Year's. So you're basically, give or take, giving up 50 days of progress, 50 days of potential, 50 days of good ideas, 50 days of revolutionary ideas, 50 days of meeting people that can definitely be part of your inner and outer circle. A lot of it's not your fault. I mean, if everyone's out, not out on the street, everyone's at home eating pie, hibernating for the winter, it's very hard for you to make those, those deals. But at the same time, I think we've gotten a little bit complacent about that. Hey, man, you know, I, I can't sell these cookies. It's it's the holidays and everyone's buying it from the big guys at, at Walmart or at Panera Bread or Subway. <sighs> it's after the holidays. We'll hit, we'll hit it hard. Or, hey, you know, we we're thinking about starting up this uh, comedy venue where comedians who need more time to work on their craft in the Los Angeles area should get together. Let's have a meeting after the holidays. Why are we so quick to knock out these 50 days out the year? 50 entire days. And if you don't think that's dire, I want to let you in a little secret, a little bit into my personal life. I have a day job, uh, working marketing. Uh, I actually uh, talked about it earlier this year, quitting, uh, I quit a square marketing job in the business-to-business sector for one that was more business-to-consumer, but I worked on the more recruiting side. So my job was to develop the marketing plan to make our company seem cool enough to apply to for, for a potential candidate. And they let me go. The, the the Friday before Thanksgiving, I was giving my marching papers with the option of leaving two weeks early, which I took, because if you're going to be fired, you're not going to hang around. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to hang around and say, hey, are you guys really firing me? And no, no, really, are you? So imagine that. Imagine being told a week before Thanksgiving, you won't have a job. But... We'll give you the rest of the year of your pay. We'll pay the rest of the year, which I guess is kind of decent of them, but it's, it's, it's about as decent as it is as losing your job. Right now, I'm sitting at my house without a job <laughs> in the midst of the holidays. Yes, 
Uh, I have paid through the end of the year. It's not much. <laughs> it's damn sure ain't much. But at the same time, am I in a position to say, well, you know, I need a job. I guess I'll look after the holidays. The answer is, I'm not. But you can imagine if I was somebody who had no side passions or creative endeavors at all. With, let's say I was somebody who was all about just going to the day job, going to the box factory and making the boxes, going to the widget factory and making the widgets. You know nobody's hiring right now. It's the end of the year. Yeah, there's seasonal work, but no one's going out their way to find new candidates who may be on the job market because, hey, it's the holidays. Let's wait until the next year. Now, that might be a struggle for me. In fact, I understand that. I'm, I'm, I'm at peace with that. I'm taking the time to not only look for work, but to, to, to work on my side passions and passions too, because frankly, that's what it's all about. We want to be able to do the thing we love full time. We want to be able to, to work on our passions and get paid for it. I'm using this as a blessing to spend more time on that craft. But I just think I find it funny that we do that. We're just so open to doing that. We go to grandma's house and we have that third slice of cake. You know, we say, well, it's a holiday party. January 1st, we're going to hit it hard. And, and you'll see this in the gym industry. There are deals to get people through the door because it's all about new year, new you. And the month of January, the gyms are absolutely crowded. But what I've noticed, and it happens to me a lot, I'm not sure if it happens to you, but I can assume it does, is that if you pick a day out in the future and say, on this day, I'm going to change everything. Um, that's a lot of pressure you're putting yourself. It's a lot of pressure to put in yourself to say, one day, 45 days from now, I'm going to start doing this. Because that day will come and you may not be ready for it. You're so used to your old ways or, or used to psychologically pushing your old ways, or changing your old ways over this imaginary wall that when the wall comes to you and dissolves and there is no more wall, a lot of us bail. And gyms know that. By the time March rolls around, a lot of those derisively, they're called resolutioners. But those people who just said, that day I'm going to change, they disappear. And there's some that stick out with it. There's some that said, hey, look, it's January 1st. I'm making a change. This is what it is. But I can tell you right now, the day I went to a gym for the first time, I won't forget this, was February 26th, 2009. It wasn't January 1st. It wasn't even a Monday. I don't think it was. Um, but definitely it was a day saying, okay, I, I decide to do that. That was me being one with myself to say, here's my expectations. Here's where I want to go. I'm going to start today. I think if I said, you know what? On February 26, 2009, I'm walking to the gym. I don't think I'll be nearly as successful. And that's the problem the holidays have. We have this, this barrier, like it's untouched. You know? You, you can't possibly do these things. You can't possibly do X, Y, and Z during the holidays. When I first moved to California, I worked at Target. Uh, I'm not supposed to mention the name of the company, but screw it. I worked at Target. It was one of the worst jobs I ever had. Uh, I worked from... Uh, 3.30 a.m. to 9, unloading the truck. Uh, my my uh, my title was Logistics Flow Team, which basically means I'm a stock boy. And we were open on Thanksgiving. And for us, at least back then, working Thanksgiving was triple pay. So when I was making $34 a day salary, having a day of triple pay was golden. Especially for someone like myself, who doesn't really care either way about Thanksgiving. My family... It's 3,000 miles away in New York. If I'm going to be stuck here in L.A., I might as well, or Orange County, I might as well do it and get paid for it. 
But everyone outside was upset. They were protesting, basically, saying, no, Thanksgiving is sacred. We shouldn't do this. It's the holiday season. We should be out slowing down with our families. We should be out hanging around. I, I feel you. There's some people on my team who felt that way. They felt that they should not be able to work on Thanksgiving, and it was a farce. But if I'm electing to work, if I want to progress, if I want to get that multiplier, why stop me? If you want to take this time to take in life experiences for your novel, you shouldn't stop it because it's the holidays. If you want to run a marathon, if you want to paint that mural, if you want to uh, do that new hour of comedy, write that first joke, uh, get those paintbrushes, take a jog around the block, do not wait until after the holidays, because what would be the next barrier? Let's say January 1st rolls around and you forget. <laughs> You're still hungover from New Year's Eve. It's an idea. I'm not saying you drink. And you forget, is the year now over? There's too much pressure we're putting on ourselves. There's too much pressure to slow down and relax at times where we shouldn't. And other times where we should, when we should take days and mental days to think of ourselves and mindfulness, we're so ready to push, push, and push. It's not either or. Days have a blend of each. So I feel, yeah, go to your friend's uh, Christmas party. Yeah, sip a couple glasses of eggnog. Yes, take a walk in the park or, or take a long weekend with this honey or sweetie. But you do have an opportunity in this block of time to really drill down to what you want, whether it's acquiring new experiences or a new lifestyle, whether it's a new way of thinking about the projects you want to, even if you're planning out your roadmap for the year and how you're going to hit your smaller goals and en route to your larger ones, use this time when Joe Schmo is sleeping. <laughs> you could be hustling, you know, or you could be making progress. And I think you'll be making progress if you don't forsake this month and a half. As always, my name is Lobo Voice. I want to thank you so much for checking out 26 Stone. 26 Stone is a show. We are available wherever. Top of the show tells you you can listen to the show and all that. Um, I'm here next week. So until next time, please make your hometown proud.